Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio Delamora, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. Whether you're on the road, you've fallen off the road, you're weary of being on the road, or you maybe you just need to get back on the road, thank you for joining us. Today, I'm joined by a great friend, a longtime friend of over 20 years. His name is Dr. Tim Story. Uh, Tim, thank you for joining us today on the podcast. I'm loving the studio. Where is the studio? Tell the people. We're in our house, my house. This is me in San Diego. It's very calm. Yes. Yes. Thank you for being here and for driving down. Tim, we've been talking about doing this podcast for a while. Well, number one, I was excited about the fact you were going to do it. Because I think that, you know, you've always been a restoration coach. You've always been a comeback coach. But then to, like, need it. Yes. In such a huge way and then to now bring this message to so many people their lives are getting changed well you know when as you know because week after week you're influencing people i've been influencing people for 25 years on a stage with a microphone prior to that i was on a radio station disc jockeying and what happens is every industry has a hazard yeah and i think that when you give out so much and you're constantly giving out, you're, you run the risk. Uh, one person told me, Sergio, too much output and not enough input will make you go kaput. Mm-hmm. And it's been a great season of rest and restoration. These past two years, as you know, we've talked and you've coached me through. I've been able to recapture some new thoughts about helping people. Yes. And it's great when... The therapist needs therapy. Very true. It's great when the coach needs coaching. Or it's great when the doctor needs uh, surgery himself. Because there's one thing about being the practitioner. And there's another thing about being the recipient. And it's been great to be able to sit now in both chairs. And you know what it's like to help a lot of people. You've helped many people get up after a fall. Mm -hmm. And if there is one thing that we have learned in this season is that it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you need a second chance. Yeah, no doubt about it. So as you know, Ecclesiastes 3 talks about times and seasons. That's right. So it says there's a time to tear and a time to mend. Hmm. There's a time to be silent and a time to speak. We don't like to hear about all that. We just want summertime. That's right. So most people want to live in the summertime, but there's, there's times where you tear, times that you mend, time that you're silent, time that you speak. So when I met you, we were both in the speaking side That's of life. Right. So we were living high. We, we both love Hawaii. We both have been there so many times. So we were both riding like a 20-foot North Shore wave. <laughs> That's true. But there are times that life knocks you on your butt. And... You know what? That's okay. Because God said it was going to be happening. There's a time to tear, a time to mend, time to be silent, time to speak. So during that time when you've been knocked off that big wave, that's not your time to speak. That's your time to mend. It is. And I think for a doer, for a goer, for a person that's always creating, yeah. I think the greatest fear is silence. Mm-hmm. Because we're... We're so moved by the future. You know, one time this person said, Sergio, you live in the future and you visit the present. 
I want to talk to him about helping people get second chances because I really believe this. There is a phoenix factor to life. Yes. We know the Greek mythological bird that burns up, goes to ash, and from the ash rises a new bird that's greater than its predecessor. What have you learned about second chances? And let's help some people who today sense I've bottomed out. Is there a new way for me? Yeah. So great question. And I love what you talk about with the phoenix. So I see life as two phases, recovery, discovery. Recovery is uh, recovering from our past and our present. So let's say if your family had addictions in them or mental health challenges, that's recovery of the past, but also recovery of the present. That's a recovery zone. But then you have your discovery zone, and that is what God is unfolding now. What most people do is that they either camp out in the discovery zone or the recovery zone, but really you can do both. So Jesus took 12 disciples and took them to recovery, discovery at the same time. So he was constantly having to give them new chances because they were in the recovery zone on the way to the discovery zone. When people are in the recovery zone, I've learned this just in my journey, Everything is quiet, everything slows down, and you feel like the world has passed you up. Of course. So what do we tell people who feel like the world has moved on without you? You would need a a different perspective. Okay. Because if you look at life through the lens of what we would call the secular world, of social media, of television, of movies, that everything is hurry up and get it, chase it. I'm on my grind. I'm beating the sun up. That has nothing to do with God. <laughs> Absolutely not. So, so God says, I'm the author and the finisher of your faith. So from the beginning of him being the author to the finisher, hopefully is going to be a very long time. Then the Bible says that God takes you from glory to glory. That's dimension to dimension. But doesn't say it's all going to happen like so quickly. So I have come to be okay with the stuff in my life that's still in the recovery zone. I'm still recovering over the fact that my brother died from addiction. I'm still recovering from the fact that my father died when I was 10 in a car accident. And I'm at the age that I'm at, but I'm still in recovery. I've discovered that as well, that the road to restoration is a road that doesn't end until you get to heaven. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, the road continues. What happens is we make detours. We take an off-ramp. Yes. And like the the GPS will tell us, stay on the road. And somehow we'll get enticed by an off-ramp. Maybe we can get there sooner. But the reality is we all have to take the journey. Like everybody wants to arrive, but nobody wants to take the trip. I've discovered that when we're in the recovery zone, we feel like people have moved on without us when it's true that maybe life is moving on, but God knows where you are, knows where you need to be, and knows how to get you there. So, So I love what you're saying. So let's stay with the metaphor of arriving somewhere. So if we decided to take a drive today from San Diego to Florida, as we take off on this trip, In about a day or two, 
we would have bugs on our windshield. Have you okay. ever been yeah. driving somewhere and all of a sudden you get bugs in the windshield? Okay. Yes. Florida can be the worst. So when there's bugs on the windshield, a lot of people get thrown off in life. Like, oh my gosh, I thought I had the perfect marriage, but now there's bugs on my windshield. Or I thought my kids were perfect, but now I'm realizing that they're struggling in certain areas. That's bugs on the windshield. So in this journey called life, there will always be bugs on the windshield. Wow. So we all have bugs in the windshield. But bugs in the windshield, they can cause you to be delayed. Mm. They can cause you to detour. Mm -hmm. And they can cause you to be devastated. So watch how powerful this is. I've been delayed because of bugs. I've been detoured because of bugs. And I've been devastated because I did not clean off those bugs on my windshield. So in the recovery time, do you think that's the time to clean off the bugs? No doubt about it. And so the, the cool thing about the God process is everything he's about is renewing yourself daily. Yeah. For my mercies are new every morning. So if you could find the rest stop, you know how when we're driving across yeah. town, across the, the country, you have like a rest stop or you could go to the gas station. Yeah. I, There's actually I, designated rest areas. Exactly. So I have found at this stage of my life, I have to clean the bugs off my windshield on a daily basis. That's why every single morning I do an hour devotion. Not to teach it, not to speak it, because I need it. I need to keep the bugs off my windshield. What are some of the bugs in helping people? Because there's people listening right now. Yeah. And their mind is going. What are some of the bugs that you've seen people normally need to clean off and sometimes they avoid cleaning off? Okay, but you're asking somebody that has been life coaching people for all these years. I was, I was mentored by the best, Dr. Helen Mendez from USC. So this... This is not me just coming up with stuff on the fly here. Yeah. Okay. That's why I'm asking you. All right. So here's the deal. Is that a lot of what people deal with is unrealistic expectations. Wow. Just because you can sing doesn't mean you're going to be a star. Just because you're pretty doesn't mean you're going to be a famous model. So there's so many unrealistic expectations. That's one of the biggest challenges people are going through because they have these ideas in their mind of what's supposed to happen that has nothing to do with the God idea. It, it's not even a good idea, it's usually a bad idea. And I feel that people feel like, I'm behind, I'm behind, I'm behind. No, not really. If you stay in God, you'll be in pace with what he's created you to do and be. When people have unrealistic expectations and their world shatters. Yes. Their identity oftentimes is in what they do. Yes. And when your expectation to do something doesn't manifest and now you're holding your hands together and you have pieces of your shattered dream, what's the first step so we can help people get back to where they're supposed to be? Okay. So number one, you have to become awake. Awake. Because uh, most people are sleepwalking through life. Okay. Okay. Secondly, you have to take inventory. So I used to work at a place that was like working at Levi's. Mm-hmm. And on Saturdays, once a month, we had to see how many jeans you had, how many shirts you had. So we had to take inventory. 
most people don't take proper inventory of their lives. Because you're an old uh, school DJ, you remember you got to check yourself before, before you, you wreck yourself. Okay, then. Come on, yeah. somebody. All right, so you become awake, you have to take inventory. I take inventory of my life. I, I realize I'm not 25 years of age. I'm okay with that. I, I realize that I'm still working through things in my life. I'm okay with that. So you become awake, take inventory. Number three, here's where you come in. You have to partner with the right people. That's so true. If you don't partner with the right people, you're going to stay in the same place. I've discovered that sometimes we partner with people whose strength and a weakness God is trying to remove from us. Oof, it's good. I've learned that whenever I partner with someone, and in essence, they're strengthening a weakness that God's trying to remove from me, I need to find someone else. I like that. I need to find people. Like when I called you, Tim, mm. um, I've bottomed out. I've, I've hit the bottom when I, hit, when I reached the top. Let's talk. Yeah. So today, I want us to seriously encourage people yes. to find the right people. In our last few minutes, how do I find the right people? You're looking for somebody that understands the struggle. Okay. And somebody who remembers the pain. Mm. And also for somebody who has a compassion for those that have fallen. Because I think there's a lot of people that have been through things, but they don't have compassion. So when you've helped me in life, and I've helped you in life, we did so because we love each other, but we also have compassion. That's right. So compassion is the key that opens the door to miracles. When Jesus saw people, it says, and he moved with compassion, and he moved with compassion. Most people are so caught up with what they're doing, they don't move with compassion. You move with compassion. Well, today, I want to close this episode by reminding everyone, the one who has the most compassion, the most love, the most grace, and the one that understands us more than anyone, it's God. And if you've never given your heart to God, if you've never opened up yourself to a relationship with Jesus, we want to encourage you. That is your next step. There are people who can help you. We can help you. There's a church, a synagogue, friends that you know that are close to God. Connect. Make the connection. Because I genuinely believe this, Tim, that the road to restoration starts by getting to know the one who knows you most. Tim, thank you for this episode and for this opportunity to start this conversation. And those that are watching, thank you for watching The Road to Restoration. A friend that you may know, family member that you may know, who could benefit from this podcast, let them know, share it, get the word out that there is restoration for anyone who needs it. Thanks, Tim, for joining us. And thank you for sharing this. God bless you.